Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Wednesday on DGS. Obviously, Dave out for the rest of the year. He'll be back on January 2nd. Uh, next week, all of us will be off for most of the beginning of the week. I'll be back Thursday and Friday of next week. If Rachel's here. Andrew's here. Obviously, I'm here. Uh, our good friend Derek Gould has joined us in studio. Derek from the Post-Dispatch. Nobody needs to say Derek Gould from the Post-Dispatch. Everybody knows who Derek Gould that's is in true. St. Louis. I would bet that most people do. That's that's not the case. No. Well, anyway, I think it's true. I, well, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for hanging out, man. How you yeah, doing? happy to do it. Happy New Year. Or happy holidays. We're not quite yeah. to the New Year. I'll take both. It's fine. All right. Yeah, it's you're good just, to see you. You're just being generous. Yeah. So I figured uh, when we talked about this, we'll talk some Cardinals here at the beginning, just kind of where we are, what's going on with your coverage of it now, and then we'll just include you in our regular goofy stuff as we go. Sounds How's good. that good? Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. good. I cannot wait for the goofy stuff. I, <laughs> I am not prepped. I feel like it, it is finals week everywhere, so this is like the pop quiz yeah, on so goofy Yeah, you're getting stuff. a surprise quiz. Yeah, yeah, cool. We're not going to tell you exactly what it's going to be. Uh, that's great. Yeah, we just want to get the reaction live in real time. It's going to be great. <laughs> it should be good. So... Today, December 20th, just give everybody a little snapshot of what things are for the Cardinals. You know, we've all covered the signing of the starting pitchers. Mm -hmm. We covered the Tyler O'Neill trade. And obviously, we've been discussing and you've been writing about and chatting about at stltoday.com about the search for bullpen arms and the search for opportunities for other things. So just a little Cliff's Notes, where are we at at the moment? The search for bullpen arms continues. It, uh, it is ongoing uh, you know, they've had interest in several of them. Um, not too many uh, that they've pursued have gone off and signed elsewhere. Um, Yuki Matsui is going to be the exception, according to the reports out of San Diego, like the San Diego Union Tribune. The Padres are very optimistic, even to the point where they feel like they have a deal in place for the lefty, who was one of the youngest ever to 200 saves in Japan, had 39 saves this past year. Um, you know, just has that kind of classic mix of relief stuff that uh, a new look that would that the Cardinals would like to add to their bullpen so the search is ongoing there's still so many so many options out there yeah um you know and a few of the folks that they've had talks with and have on ongoing interest in are still available mm-hmm. um including guys who miss bats including guys who have uh, experience in late innings including playoff experience um there's a handful that still fit the the two openings that they say they'd like to add would you just Phil. just based on your reporting and what you've heard? Because obviously Mo has talked publicly about their plans, and you know he he was pretty clear. I think at the at the winter meetings after they got everything done with Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. and that 
that the bullpen needs attention, that it needs yeah. at least a, a couple of pieces, right? Yeah, at the uh, Sonny Gray press conference, I believe it was, um, I asked John Mosellock, president of the team, or president of the baseball operations, I asked him on the side, I'm like, you know, you, you've, you've talked about the rotation and building in the innings, that that then gives you a launch pad to maybe consider other things. Where do you view the bullpen? Do you view it in the same way, that you have a good starting point, or do you feel like... You know, you need to make some ads, and he, and he said there are holes to be filled. I mean, he he was rather blunt about that. He said holes, plural, to be filled before they can see, think like they can reach. Really, not much has changed. They've added, they added a a really interesting arm um, out of the Red Sox organization through the Rule Five draft. Then they added uh, another reliever. Um, then a young starter through the trade from Boston for Tyler O'Neill. So they had two elements of relief depth there, relief competition, mm-hmm. um, but relief solutions or relief answers, they're still searching. I was going to say, I think the way I, I phrase this a lot when we talk, whether it's on the best podcast in baseball, the two of us, or just when I'm with Matt Polly and we're just shooting the ball on or off the air, they need yeses, right? They don't need maybes. They don't need possiblys. They need yeses. They need at least one or two guys that if Ryan Helsley's down for three days can close or somebody that can come in and get big outs in the late innings. Because as of this moment, you only have two with any kind of track record in that regard, mm-hmm. in Helsley and Gallegos. You have potential in Romero, the arm and all that, but he's never done it for a full season at the major league level and being consistent and a quality late inning guy. And then you have a lot of other guys that are arms and exciting and interesting, but not no, no yeses except for basically Helsley and even Gallegos. It's more of a yes with an asterisk after last year. Before last year, he would have been a yes. Yeah. I thought well, there were some cracks yes last year. Like somebody you can say, this person has done this job at the major league level before and well for at least some period of time, more than a year. Is that, but who is that? Like that list is pretty Stevenson, short. Stevenson, Matt Moore, Aroldis Chapman. Matt Moore, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, he's but, been for three straight years. He's been a fantastic reliever. Yeah. Yeah, but not in that pressure kind of spot. I mean, well, yeah. he yeah, more so, more yeah. so. Yeah, he was close. I mean, at times. Stevenson is a new. I mean, he's pitched well here recently, mm-hmm. and you know, um, it's just such a volatile role. And one of the things that I think you're hitting on is, is key is cons- or quant- known quantity, yes, or yeah. certainty yeah. cost dollars. Yes, if you are a known quantity, I mean, look at what Craig Kimbrell got. I was a little surprised by that because I think of him as like pretty steady, you know. I mean, he, yeah. he's had some, you know, some blips and some bruises, um, but he overall, I mean, he was an All Star last year for the Phillies, mm-hmm. so he was pitching all right, um, you know. But he, he even his deal, you know, the Orioles didn't really commit a whole lot of time, but they did money, right? Um, right. So high dollar, low length, which makes a lot more sense for relievers, right? Right. I mean, because that's not really a place board. where the Cardinals have gone. No, they, well. You're right, but, and I guess this is kind of the continuation of this conversation, but they're also in a position now they have not been in in a long time. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, have, oh, yeah. they, they, well, I mean, losing a 91 losing games. season, yeah. a losing season that looked like that. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't been in this position for a really long Two time. Two cornerstone MVP finalists from a year ago who are now entering their mid 30s. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while uh, since. Rotation that averages mid 30s. Yeah. I, I'd say that you're. You got to go now, right? I'm not saying sell out. That's not my point. 
But as you said, you've got one of the oldest rotations in baseball. Your key players are all are both in their 30s. One's getting near upper 30s here in the not-too-distant future in Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, though, just selling tickets, keeping people's interest, making people excited about the year is part of what they have to do more so than they've had to do it at any point in the last 20 years. Yeah, and they need ticket sales to fire wall themselves against the potential of the TV yeah. you know, collapse, the RSN collapse that's on the horizon and what that could mean for them. And, you know, if they then have to kind of sell that product as well. So, I mean, you're right. It's just that they haven't really been a team that does that. They're, they're very risk averse. And when it comes to relievers, it's very risk intense. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like uh, it's, it's, you know, they, 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 it's, it's kryptonite to their model and, that's something that they're having to overcome. Yeah, and it's just a fascinating spot. Uh, Derek Gould is hanging out with us here on DGS, and we're doing some baseball now. We'll do some other things here in the next uh, little bit. Um, any any I mean, goofy I, stuff you promised? Yeah, goofy stuff. yeah. You'll you'll enjoy the next segment. The next okay. segment will be relevant to your your life. Oh, right good. Now. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get what I mean when we get to it. Okay. Um, huh. All right. You'll get it. Don't worry. You'll All get right. It. You, and you, in fact, you might even be the best person in the room at this topic when we get to it. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? I mean, I, obviously, the bullpen is a necessity. You can look at the starting lineup a projected starting lineup and say, yep, that makes sense. That fits. Mm-hmm. There's no like super big need to go aggressive there, but is there a, a depth move that's needed for a backup infielder? Is I mean, a left-handed bat. You could find them going that route. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably make an argument that they could go for a, a backup shortstop, though they have a variety of guys to fill that spot. Um, you know, glove first guys, maybe not, but yeah. um, when you have two really good gloves that are one and two at that position, you don't really need that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just the veteran left-handed bat. You know, they've talked a lot about how they looked around the clubhouse, they audited what happened, and they didn't see the seasoning, the the been there, done that, that they wanted in the rotation. I wonder if they look around the clubhouse and don't see the been there, done that off the bench. Yeah. You know, the the Brad Miller type, the, who's who kind of, you know, it's overlooked for the – place he had with the Cardinals right like he led the team in home runs in that shortened season um now he's a world champion with Texas and not and I mean that kind of guy who left-handed bat off the bench can move around a little bit can put one out of the ballpark um you know just that kind of player I mean I could see them looking for a short-term kind of addition there to compete with Alec Burleson Mm -hmm. in that role who maybe plays on the left side of the diamond um, as an added little bit of versatility. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the lineup today looks like it's going to be really good. The question is, can it be excellent? And what is the risk on the downside? Because the risk on the downside would be Mason wins still not ready to hit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it is that way. I'm just saying this is the scenario where you might have more questions about the offense. Mason Wynn is not ready to hit at the big league level. Tommy Edmond does not hit right-handers. He just doesn't really. Yeah, He hits lefties really well. He's below average against right-handers. Well, that's most of the pitchers you're going to face if you're going to be an everyday center fielder, which he is good enough to do defensively. Mm-hmm. It makes it's still a question if you're getting to the bottom of the order, and those guys are hitting eight nine, and both of them are struggling against right-handed pitching. Yeah. You can see, but the, but the argument to, that I make counter to that is, yeah, but one through six is really good. One bar, barring s- injury is really good. I mean, one through six doesn't get you very far these days. Um, you know, I mean, with a DH, 
you know, the, the one through six in the National League doesn't look as hardy, to be candid. Um, there's probably a lineup. Eh. That can... I mean, what's the what are the Phillies? Seven, eight, nine. I mean, Johan Rojas. Okay, and... but right, no, but if you if if your seven, eight, nine is counterbalanced with Schwarber, Harper, Castellanos, I mean, are you comparing the Cardinals to the top end there, the Phillies? Well, I mean, I'm saying particularly for the Cardinals, like if they they their lineup should provide on base depth, peskiness, athleticism. That's when that lineup's going to be at its best with that core group of right-handed hitters, uh, you know, Goldschmidt, Arnado, and Contreras, like kind of bopping, right? Huh. But all around them needs to be on base and athleticism. I, mean, I could make an argument for five guys, twenty-five or home, twenty-five homers or more. You could with wow with Gorman, Contreras, Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Walker. Walker. Is I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying I could make that argument. I mean, Walker's biggest tool coming up as a prospect was power. Well, it's hitting the ball hard. Right, but, I mean, that just means hitting it in the air. If you're hitting he, it hard already. If he's doing it more, yeah, yeah then, yeah. then yeah, then that's going to start carrying. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, he, it's, he doesn't play at a friendly ballpark. No, that's um, true. But, yeah. you know, that's that's fine. That's something they have to adapt. I, I think I think Lars Newtbar could go out and take some run at some doubles, you know, I mean, numbers like Matt Carpenter he's, put he's, up. If you look at his that, pace, that's power. His big thing is staying on the field. Right. Because if he does, he's probably 20 homers or close. He's 15 to 20. Well, he might not hit 20 homers, but he could go hit 35, 40, 40 doubles. doubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he could do that and at, at Bush Stadium, and not, yeah. and that would not surprise anybody. Um, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I just think that they're in a position where they can – they have the luxury of saying, okay, we got a guy who's really good with the glove. We're going to keep him. But I'm not sure they can say we have two guys who are really good with That's the glove. That's kind of my question, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to still be a, a threat. Yeah, and that extra left-handed bat would be interesting because both Edmund and Carlson have hit lefties, mm-hmm. but they don't hit righties as well. An extra left-handed bat could counterbalance that, and then you'd have some right. wiggle room back and forth. Yeah, if they play that position, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I think it. You know, it's a really interesting and unconventional three-headed competition going into spring training, uh, center field and shortstop. Yep. You know, I don't know how much of a competition it is as much as it's like creating insurance and, yeah. and backup for this plan, backup, like plan A, plan B, Basically, plan C. it's all about. But I will say this. It's a competition straight up for Dylan Carlson. Yeah. Come yeah. in, show you're healthy, out hit him. Yeah. And if you out hit both of them, you play. And, and it doesn't seem as simple. We'll close the baseball side on this. Is Do you think it's as simple as as long as Mason Wynn doesn't fall on his face in spring training, he'll be the shortstop? Yeah, they want that, and yeah. he's capable enough defensively. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he's I mean, phenomenal. I don't know about the – if he's overmatched offensively. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then they'll go Edmund you need more time yeah, in, yeah. in AAA so yeah. that you're not overmatched. Right, right. Good stuff. All right, you ready to change subjects? Yeah, to Goofy. Uh, yeah, Rach, would you say the next one's kind of? Yeah, it's a little silly. All right. Silly Derek Gould coming up on <laughs> oh DGS. Oh, my gosh. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Derek Gould hanging out with us here on DGS for this 2 o'clock hour. We've already got an update on one area of Derek's expertise, which is covering the Cardinals for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, you are also the father of a teenage boy. And that's where you're going to come in on this topic because Rachel found a whole list of what is it the most? Well, these are the most popular slang terms for oh, 2023. Oh, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh, here we go. It's, it's Derek's like chance it. to shine. Oh, my gosh. I've been, like, I've been, I, I don't know if I know the popular ones, but I have been dropping these for a month. <laughs> Very him. nice. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I use them wrong on purpose. <laughs> Oh my See, you so and I, we're the so same. So I'm either going to come out yeah. of this with a whole new arsenal of words to use, or I'll have already used these. All right, so we can throw <laughs> these out, and then we'll give you first crack at deciphering it. Oh, my gosh. So I there's only around. a few of these. This is uh, Preply recently surveyed over 600 parents across the country to compile this list. Well, first of all, I'll have you guys guess. What do you think is the most popular uh, word being used for slang with Riz. the teens right now. Riz. Uh, yeah, almost gotta be. It's gotta well, be. Well, it was Riz. the word of the year. That feels like it's it too was. obvious, wasn't it? But okay. but but Riz was not the most popular in this survey. In this survey, the most popular word was sus. Oh, okay. that's a good one. So sus. what do we think sus means? Uh, it means suspect or suspicious. It's Shady. A, yeah. It's a it's a blend of the two. Not only. It can mean action or personality. Like Derek's reporting is sus. That is not cool. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. He's our yeah, guest. Man. Now people are going to clip that. I'm going to get memed. But that, no, that's, that's not just cool. what you get in the chats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the second most used slang term was bet, which was, I mean, we were mm. using bet when I was in high school. I guess it's come back. I don't remember using it. Um,. But I also wasn't cool or popular, so it could be that everybody else was using it, and I just didn't know about it because no one was talking to me. So, Derek, what does bet mean? I have no clue. I, I know there's a. I know that I need to get more familiar with betting in professional sports, but it's not related that, to that. Doesn't this one? Isn't this one used like that's All just the a kids way of are talking like about saying you know what you're talking about? Gambling. It's kind of like saying okay or right, like right. Uh, I'm oh, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got so it. if got you it. guys were like, we're always going to KFC because it's downstairs. If you guys were like, let's go to KFC, bet. and I was like, okay, bet. That means Boom. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm uh, excited to right. go. On it, excited. Got it. Right. We're gonna go see a movie's bet. Yep. Got the it. third most popular term is an interesting one. It's been around for a while, but it is coming back. Yeet. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeet <laughs> had fallen is, out of favor. This is it's like back. it's like yikes. <laughs> no. Uh, no. no. <laughs> 
So apparently, ye- <laughs> what yeah. are you laughing so hard just, at, Wheels? Because I hear the guys say this quite a bit. The your baseball kids. Yeah, just like you, you eat it, you toss it away. Yeah. Oh, throw it away. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You can also you, say it during moments of excitement as just yeah, like a generic explan- <laughs> exclamation. Just like I hear it in both because in in baseball when somebody he, he yeeted that throw or whatever. Yeah, I don't hear that at yeah, the yeah. ballpark too no, much. I, at, my, <laughs> at my ballpark, you do. There are probably not too many teenagers. Fourteen-year-olds. No, yeah, I mean not. you will in a few years. Sure. When they all get to the majors. Oh, yeah, they'll have yeah. different things. Yeah. 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 Baseball's got its own slang world. Yes, it does. And it's yeah, we've, we've, we've experienced that a couple of times. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin will use baseball Derek, slang I, I with was us. Telling, the other day I, I said somebody had the ass and they didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, he was like, oh, ass. yeah, they gave him the ass. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. How long has that one been around baseball? A uh, hundred years. How long has baseball been yeah. around? Yeah. It like stopped the whole studio. Yeah. We were all like, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Dave was like, what? Uh, that's a good one. So yeah. those are the three most Did popular you, you terms. Use, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's okay. The the next one being Riz. Now, I have a question for you. Does do your children use this and do they use it unironically or do they use it ironically? It is a multi-purpose word that can be used ironically if parents are in the room okay. and unironically <laughs> if they are not. <laughs> we should just rebrand the show like the DGS has Riz and yeah. like see how it goes in 2024. Yeah. Yep. I think it'd be good. Yeah. That no, should be I, our Riz is one that I have. Uh, w is one that comes up a lot. Oh, that's a dub. Yeah. 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 It, uh, um, gosh, what are some other ones? Um, but it, the Riz is one that I've taken a lot of time. I could see the text messages that I've sent them here recently. <laughs> just quote from those. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the Riz is, but it can be used both ways as a compliment. Um, you know, when you're describing friends right, or right. actors or anybody, um, yeah, you can just say he's got he's got the riz actor. Yeah. Um, like musicians get it a lot and uh, and things like that. But if the parents are in the room, totally used ironically. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> they can't let you in on the real steel story, right? <laughs> Got to no. make sure there's a little no, bit of barrier. There. Not, no. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
235 on DGS. Uh, Dave, obviously, out. He is uh, going to be back on January 2nd. Rachel is here. Andrew's here. I'm here. Derek Gould is hanging out with us this hour from the Post-Dispatch. And uh, is, it fu- is it kind of fun getting to talk about things that are not baseball? I mean, I know we love talking baseball, but I is mean, it kind of cool? I, I do have friends that I talk to, Kevin, about other official settings. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying you go around and talk to your wife about the Cardinals. Yeah, that definitely doesn't happen. <laughs> it's, it's a nice respite. No, uh, I have friends I talk to about comic books and books. And I know, but not, and... not in a public setting. True. Very That's often. True. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, we don't record it. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. put that. You're not doing a podcast about that. You're not doing it live. Well, those, sometimes I do just like stand on the corner of a neighborhood and just shout out reviews of like pens and pencils. Okay. Yeah. Very good. That's healthy. All right. So let's. Uh, I got a. I got a technology thing that I want to get into. We talk a okay. lot about AI. I mean, we've touched on pretty much every big story with it. George Rosenthal comes in and explains all the things that are coming next. Mm-hmm. He he uh, brought them. He's from ThrottleNet. Uh, he brought in glasses last week, Derek, that have a camera on them. Oh, and like the Ray Bans. They are. They mm-hmm. are. They are. They're the what? Who, what the company? Meta. The Meta Ray Bans. Yeah. yeah. And it's just phenomenal. And he's talking about AI will be in, integrated with those as well. Um, but we, I saw this thing yesterday or a comment on Twitter yesterday about emerging AI technology and how it can be maybe the innovation that helps people live longer, solve problems that we could never solve on our own before because of the processing power and all of that. But every time there's a new technological advancement, the first thing that comes with it is fear. Mm-hmm. And the tweet that I saw said that, Every new technology is initially described as a dystopian Pandora's box nightmare that will destroy life as we know it. And then 20 years later, it's considered a basic human right that should be free to all, which is kind of what happened with the Internet. Right. I mean, initially, oh, we're going to play some of this. I got some audio, Derek, from the BBC. Uh, This is when when this is from early 2000s, I think 2004, I think it was. This is a BBC news package Mm -hmm. about Wi-Fi. I'm asking for schools to consider very seriously whether they should be installing Wi-Fi networks now. This will make them think twice or think three times before they do it. Goodness me. It's like being in a, in a huge oven, isn't it? It is, yeah. There's a little node up there on the top of the lamppost. The explosion in the use of Wi-Fi means it's fast becoming unavoidable. But there's a catch. It's a similar type of radiation to that emitted from mobile phones and masts. You'd think our government would base its decisions on the advice of their top man, the one it employed to protect our health, Sir William Stewart. But instead, it seems to have turned to others. First, the World Health Organization. It's robust in its language. Is that an accurate reflection of the science, do you think? I think they are wrong. There may be changes, for example, in cognitive function. Secondly, there was some indications that there may be cancer induction. So in 2004, which is, I think, when this was, they were discussing in a, re, in a serious news program that being, they, and they were interviewing, you don't get to hear in the clip, but they were talking to people who were in the same building as Wi-Fi, and they, you could say, they said you could feel it. You can feel like you're being, you're in a cooker. And there are all, you know, we have all, all throughout time when there's a new innovation, there's always the talk about how this is going to ruin everything. I want to ask the group to think about this with AI, why would AI be different than any of the previous innovations that initially were very scary, but now are routine 
and in many ways almost necessary. Well, it wouldn't be if you go into it with eyes wide open and guardrails in clear place. I mean, like like AI sends shivers through the spines of writers and creators because is it going to replace them? And is that plagiarism? You know, I, I don't. I mean, that's a that's, that's, a, that's a real like who's making some of the argument? artwork, some of the AI artwork you see out there. It's like, man, that's really cool. And also, like that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. That is that mm-hmm. is recreating art, passing it off as art, but it's pulling from human creators to do that. Well, that's uh, we, uh, Sarah Silverman is the one that. Oh was, yeah. Basically saying, well, you, I have books, and if it's learning from my books and using that information, that's not okay. Right. That, well, that's exactly what's happening. Right. Is, you know, it, the, there were many, many years ago, there was a program out of a university in Chicago that was trying to automate sports writing. And it was like programming in here is how sports writers write. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, A, that's such an insult to the notion of like how a sports writer writes. Like that go go read 30 game stories. They're not, you know, one of them is going to be like plodding along. And that's because it was written by a sports writer who had a migraine and a bad dead. Day. <laughs> but, right. Too much. Work. You know, there's no formula to it because right. we've learned better. You know, we're, we're not, you know, there's, there's just not a formula to writing it. But when you like simplify and distill it down to like, well, we could have computers do this by following a formula. Well, that's what you're going to get. And well, that's AI what, that's is what, that's what, that with cr- what just happened kind of with creativity. Sports Illustrated? They yes. just tried it, and they were making creating. We talked about it, right? The, the mm-hmm. they had fake writers, like fake photos, AI generated yeah. photos of these people, fake bios, and then you read it, and you're like, "That's obviously fake. It's obviously garbage." Yeah, it it, it feels a little like you, you, it's just off to the ear, right? Like it just is a little bit off. But you know what, though, like sometimes like new music rushes onto the way, and it sounds just a little bit off to the ear, and then all of a sudden the ear changes, and that's the concern. Is that, you know, I've had some folks send me like an AI generated story, like write this in the style of Derek Gould. And they're like, how close does this get? I'm like, not at all. Like, Mm. not at all. But does that mean 30 seconds from now it won't be like bang on? Then that's that's a real concern because. But to do that, it would have to it would have to learn your writing, which it's doing to your point about basically. Is it plagiarism? Right. That's my and that so. Do we go into this with eyes wide open and guardrails? Like we we need to understand that like there are things like the, it's amazing what the combination of AI and quantum computing, what that can do that we cannot do as far as data sets, as far as you know like nimble calculations in the blink, faster than the blink of an eye. Like those two things that we see, you know, massive progressions with and advancements in in just the last what month last 60 days every month yeah yeah the, the combination of ai and quantum computing are going to be amazing for the problems that we can solve we have to be aware that and i feel like i'm out of my depth here but i think it's fair to say we have to be aware of the problems we can create and so like science and studies and data and all that stuff awesome but also like some of the needs like a human touch or we need to be aware of like where culture begins and art creation begins and yeah. you know symphonies written by ai that's fantastic but they are drawing from but anything that does that is drawing what it learned from symphonies written by a human 
be aware of that. Which could also, and I wonder how it strikes you guys, Rach and Andrew, uh, but you could also argue that's what humans do. We build on what people did before Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, my son, you know, we were talking about my son in the previous section, you know, and he was asking me, or he was saying, um, well, music today is better than when you were growing up, right? I was like, I hope so, because, like, you have all this music to learn from, <laughs> you know? Like, that's the idea. Like, writing should be better today. That books should be better. TV should be better. TV should be great. And look, it is because we have all this back. That's the idea is you culture builds upon itself, but it's the creative spark, right? That thing that we can't describe that we have to protect. I, I worry about AI because, look, I, I'm very excited for all of the problems that it's going to solve and all the ways it's going to make life easier. But I, I worry mostly about um further eroding public trust in mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, if you can create fake things and put it on the internet, if you can create a video of the president saying something he didn't say, but it's convincing enough to, you know, you know, it's convincing millions of people. And then, I mean, even if after the fact you can come out and say, oh, it turns out that video was fake, that initial damage is already done. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's hard to overstate the amount of damage that a really convincing deepfake technology is going to do to... Yeah, deepfake to is destabilize. what freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it gets to... Derek, you used the word that I've used a million times with this is you have to get ahead of it and and, and think of the guardrails in advance, right? Like, and, I mean, I don't know how I'm not technically... I'm not technologically savvy enough to know how to do it, but something that would be the equivalent of a watermark that says this is done by AI. Then that it has to be mandatory. And if you're doing it without it, you're breaking the law and you can go to jail for it. Right. So if you're creating a video using AI and not saying not there's no label on that screen that says this was created by AI, then if you're caught, you're going to jail. Yeah, it's just there's going to be so many people who aren't getting caught, you know, Sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, but that's true now. Right. I mean, that's true with drug laws. That's true with um, people who print, print counterfeit money. They're all mm-hmm. kind of I mean, but there have to be consequences for when you get caught, partly as a deterrent and also just because that's the only smart way to go. The problem we've had, and this has been my biggest I mean, beef. You know, the, the way to keep up with AI is to pro, is to have AI keep up with AI. Right. You have to have a I good mean, that's, AI. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you want to keep up with AI, create deep fakes and all that stuff. Yeah. Then you have a parallel AI that identifies it. Look at it like hacking. And, we have all these great hackers that are now the good hackers that are ones that are fighting back against this, the bad hackers. This is the one. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have, to, you have to utilize the tool to contain the tool. Yeah. And my biggest complain about this lately is our problem as a country is that the people who need to do these things and put these guidelines in place are always behind well i mean we were behind on internet bullying that's the story in sport well i mean that's Mm -hmm. always the case you know and that's the concern with like like deep fakes and and misleading and all that and we see it in sports journalism you saw it just a week ago right where the old phrase of you know the the lie is lapping is is five laps around the globe before the truth puts on its shoes, um, and that's just accelerated now. And you you're right. So if you don't have something policing in real time, you will even if it's even if it's like whatever high speed trading, you know the blink of an eye behind, it's it's always going to be the the truth trying to catch up to the lie. Sure, but you can still take actions now that will make corralling it later you easier. You have to police in real time. Right, because and everything technologically in the past, fast, we've been way behind. But the only thing that can do it then is also AI. Right, but we don't have quantum computing yet, which means we can put in some of the ideas that we need to enforce now. Yeah, though that's, you know, happening this week. 
like the quantum computing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna happen fast. Mm-hmm. All right, we See, might already be behind, Kevin. See, you know lots of stuff. I, I watch the news. I read the newspaper. <laughs> oh, the really? News. Which newspaper yeah. do you read, Harry? <laughs> as many as I can. <laughs> What's the first one? I'm at the Post Dispatch. <laughs> trying to let you get a plug. I was yeah, trying to lead you down Post-Dispatch. that path, buddy. Wednesday afternoon on TGS, our buddy Derek Gould is hanging out with us, and you're cleaning up my mess, Derek. I just knocked over a computer monitor because I was showing how cool our table is that can levitate. And then you got up and fixed it. I was going to well, then You couldn't see it, but it got in a position when, when it fell over the first time that when you brought it back down, it, it was, was going to knock smudge. it over it, again yeah. and knock it onto the, it all the way to the floor. Is it a coincidence that we uh, were talking about AI and my phone now has like four spam calls from it? Really? Mm. Yeah, just well, like talked, right in a row. Was it yesterday? We talked. Yeah, it was about yesterday. That? And we another one it, yeah. coming in. This is not great. No, we talked about that yesterday. That there, there's actually a company called MindSift that is that is listening to you through your microphone, even when you're not using your phone, and then they're targeting ads at you. Cool. Yeah, just uh, another <laughs> wonderful technological innovation. Uh, hey, tell me about uh, the baseball writers' dinner that's coming up. The annual St. Louis chapter baseball writers' dinner, January fourteenth, uh, same weekend as the Cardinals winter warmup. We are uh, back in action uh, at the uh, MAC, which is great. It's a great downtown location for us and for the dinner, um, as we kind of got it back going last year. Uh, and last year we were able to present the National League MVP award and a yeah, gold glove yeah. and all that. Uh, this year the dinner will honor and celebrate Adam Wainwright's career. Uh, Adam Wainwright will be there. And also our highest honor, the Red Medal for lifetime commitment to baseball, will go to Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa, nice. so who will be there. Those so, two are going to oh, be there. Oh. There's a couple other really big names too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, uh, you know, we have uh, we have uh, an award that uh, someone from the commissioner's office is coming to receive. Um, talk more about that probably gets closer as dinner gets closer. Um, Victor Scott, the second one of the Cardinals' top prospects, uh, yeah. is coming to get his minor league gold glove award. Um, so, yeah, they, there's there's a lot that's happening. Um, who was just announced or who was just added? Was somebody just added in the last day or two? I believe it was Adam Wainwright. Oh, was it? That was yeah, the announcement? Yeah, okay. I believe that was Adam Wainwright. So, yeah, um, you know, tickets are available at SCLBBWAA. Um, you know, you have the... Uh, uh, the the money goes to because that's what I mean. It raises it's a fundraiser, money, yeah. right? It's a fundraiser, and the money goes to scholarships, um, awards for like the next generation of journalists, and then of course we use the dinner to fund the the Rick Hummel internship at the Post Dispatch, which is a one of a kind thing um, where the baseball writers pay for an intern. Um, we see it as a chance to kind of identify and then develop um, kind of the next great young sports writer um and it's worked out so far uh ben frederickson yeah, 12 same. years ago yeah, yeah. was a rick hummel intern and now he's um i, I joke that now he's my boss um <laughs> but now he's uh now he's a sports columnist at the post dispatch so um you know that's what the dinner goes to uh you know obviously this year we'll have a great tribute to my late colleague rick hummel who you know the nerd meant so much to him and he was the heart and soul of bringing it back and keeping it going and bob Bragg before him um, you know, this just meant so much to the baseball writers here and the baseball fans here who have come before us um, that it's important for us to keep going. And it's one of the few remaining. Uh, and, you know, there's really only here, Boston and New York. And this is one of the more robust ones. And that has everything to do with the people like Bob and, and Rick who kept it going 
and gave it heart and gave it history and gave it their all to put it together. And then, of course, the fans here who support it. Good time. So if ever, if anybody missed the details, uh, it's January 14th. That January evening. 14th. Um, and you can go on Twitter, at D Gould. I know you tweeted. I just retweeted uh, the the St. Louis BBWAA account. Yeah, that's with the that. one to go to. Yeah, so yep. it's just STL, ST Louis BBWAA. Yep. Um, and if you just and also on it, Facebook, you'll find it. Yeah, I mean, if you just Google it, you're going to find it. Yep. Uh, it's not very hard to do. Sounds like a good time. So what, Newt Bar's going to be there? Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, he Wilson will be Contreras. There. Wilson Contreras is getting a major award there. Um, he will be there. Um, the uh, uh, members of the 2004 St. Louis Cardinals team will be there, and uh, the minor league player and pitcher of the year will be there. There'll be a bunch. Good times, man. Tony Larusa will be there. That you can't go wrong. Between with. Tony and Wayno, you're gonna have some stories. Yeah, between Tony, we're gonna set just an hour aside for the two of them to give their uh, to give their uh, their their, uh, their presentations. Let's say their, uh, to spin hey. yarns. Thank you for coming in, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have I learned some new words. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.